Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks. We're a show that talks about pop culture, things that interest us. And sometimes there's whiskey. My name is John, and I am joined, as always, by Andrea. Well, hello, John. Hello, matchy, matchy man. Yeah. Yeah, you pointed <laughs> out before the show our psychic link of all black. God, we're hanging out together so much. We're becoming the same person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I can see this is your how it facial starts. hair starting to come, come I in, know. you know, you're, you're just... starting to grow out your hair. I mean, mm -hmm. yep. This is how it starts, John. <laughs> well, hopefully we, we stay enough separate people to have varying opinions on this show to <laughs> argue about back and forth, keep it interesting. But, um, yeah, this is episode 112. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we don't argue too much tonight, but we'll we'll get into things. We're going to talk about the boys um, for new viewers. Kidding, we don't we don't argue very much. <laughs> it's not, we're not it's, here fighting. It, it is more occasional than yeah. I think we think it is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about the boys from Amazon uh, later in the show. We'll be talking spoilers on that and covering specifically the latest season, season three, episodes three and four. So um, if you're following us, what we typically do here is rotate weeks, talk about a couple shows. We're going between Westworld and The Boys this week. It is The Boys. So um, stay tuned for that. We also have a little news regarding The Boys as well. Um, before that, we'll talk about our weeks and discuss some drink holidays. It is yes. on the rocks after all, so we got to talk about the booze. Yes, well, we have plenty to talk about this week. Uh, there's plenty to uh, pick your poison from, as it were. Uh, starting after our last show, uh, like I do, July 7th, it was National Dive Bar Day. I don't really know what that constitutes, like if you should just go to a dive bar. And yeah. I mean, what do you order at a dive bar? I, I think you, you get a pitcher of cheap beer. I love it. Pitcher love of it. domestic. That's what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you get the like little plastic. They're not like red solo even, cups, but right. like the, the clear plasticky nothing cups. Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. Like going absolutely. to a bowling alley. Yeah, you know, that's the, yes. that kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Nice. Good call. Good order. Are you celebrating National Dive Bar Day? I am not. Okay, I will move on to our next contestant. July 10th, it was National Pina Colada Day. Do you like pina nice. coladas and yeah. getting caught in the rain? <laughs> uh, <laughs> worry about that coming up. Actually, I'll say it now, I guess, uh, while, you, while you mentioned it. All I, right. I very much got caught in the rain a couple times uh, in Savannah. So uh, <laughs> Georgia's having, the, having these like quick blasts of rain you know heavy sure. thunder coming in and and then it's gone and so we definitely got stuck in um in that some so that's funny because i minnesota had its own little like flash thunderstorm on tuesday i got okay. caught in because i was going to softball mm, and uh okay. it was it, i mean it was just like five ten minutes of just like blowing crazy you know pattering rain and yep. then it like erupted into sunny skies and a magnificent double rainbow. Nice. There you go. Yeah. All right. So I so I also got caught in the rain. Yep. Same. And, and pina coladas. That's the link. It's, yeah. You know. 
Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're all right. They're a very mm-hmm. specific drink to me. Okay. You have to be in a very specific mood. I'm not just like, oh yeah, pina colada. A fun party mood, mood like tonight. Hey. <laughs> I, I, it's a, uh, it's in the wrong vessel. I understand, Dorit, but um, <laughs> it is uh, inside yeah, I have a, joke. Mm-hmm. For I have those a, of you who love the wives. <laughs> I have a cherry pina colada. Ooh, so, cherry um, pina colada. What yeah. that? It's very good. It's super refreshing. Like I say, ready to party. Let's get going. It's so, summertime but, after all. Yeah. But you probably don't have a pina colada? I do not. Okay. I do right. not. No. So I'm going to move on. Uh, so now that I know what you're celebrating, we can run through them. July 11th, it was National Mojito Day, which I do enjoy a good mojito. Also kind of like a very specific I need to be in the mood for. But... Mm-hmm. A delicious beverage nonetheless. July 12th, it was National Michelada Day. Michelada, right? Michelada. I, I read it as Michelada, but. Okay. But yeah. I, you know, I say it and then immediately we'll be like, oh shit, it's the wrong one. I know it's the wrong one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Just like you take your best guess and immediately you're like, no. Damn yes. It. So, um, that was July 12th. And then July 14th, yesterday, it was a double holiday, National Grand Marnier Day and Steel Day. Nice. All right. Which Perfect. I am celebrating with the most basic but essential of French drinks, red wine. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have How a Bordeaux. Say like a, okay. I have a Bordeaux. Okay. Okay. So I, I made an effort, uh-huh. but yeah, mm-hmm. I am I am celebrating a little bit of basic style. I um, I I, I thought you were gonna say um, let's see the what is it the French seventy five. Oh, I love that drink. I That's do. Enough. So, but uh, uh, we have a we have a bottle of sh- and- we have, yeah we have a bottle of uh, champagne that. We're actually saving for something, so I didn't want to be mm. a jerk. And Actual champagne? Up. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. No, we're saving it for something. Um, so I didn't want to be a jerk and drink it while Chris is out of town. So right. Yep. Right. Uh, but oh, I was good. I was close, man. Because I love a good <laughs> I love a good French seventy five. No one would know. You have no. it. You know, it's our little secret. No one will know <laughs> until Chris comes home. Yeah. Woman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what Chris does, yeah. Yeah, right. That was a that was a perfect impression of Chris right there. Yeah. Woman. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, well very good. Both yes. uh both celebrating. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um how was your week? Was it a cele- celebratory worthy? Uh it's been busy for sure. Um, Chris is actually the one with the celebratory news, which is why I'm, I'm saving the champagne for when he, we both come home. Um, but otherwise it's been a good busy week. I've been solo parenting. So that's, you know, like three jobs in and of itself. Um, but, but still found time to watch some stuff. Uh, Chris and I, before he left, we finished the good place season four, very strong ending. I thought it wrapped up really well. And, uh, yeah just really enjoyed that show it's a it's lighthearted but deep at the same time the cast okay. crushes it 
can't say enough good things about the good place. Nice. Um, and then also before Chris left, we we watched uh, the boys, of course, which we'll talk about later because we're that's one of our shows. So I had to like make sure to squeeze it in before he left. Um, and then as he's been gone. I binge watched a series I knew Chris wouldn't like um, and uh, finished the entire thing. It's pretty short. Uh, it's from Netflix. It's called Boo Bitch. And it's about the friendship between two high school girls, uh, one of whom is, I will not reveal too many details, but one of them becomes a ghost. I was going to guess that. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, but it's, it's cute. It's like a cute teen comedy, but with some drama. Had a couple of good twists. Um, I wouldn't say it's like amazing. You have to see it, but it's like cute, kind of fun to watch, and it's a little bit of good like background TV. Okay, nice. So where is that? Uh, where is that on? Netflix. It is okay. okay. Yep. So I would I would recommend it. I mean, among the the many teen shows, it's kind of a cute twist on you know high school drama, right? Um, and then yeah, been uh, playing some Hades. All right, that's that's taken up a lot of my time. Um, <laughs> I was getting a little obsessive for Chris's taste, staying up till one two o'clock in the morning doing runs through that, and uh, I figured, what the hell, while he's gone. I will make my runs through hell, literally. <laughs> You're like, I can play one-handed. You got Everett in one. Right. I, can, I can do it. <laughs> just, just patting her. Yeah. Shh, it's okay. Mommy's going to make it through the underworld this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Busy but, week. Uh, yeah. Um, my week's been busy as well, but not so much with uh, pop culture things. We were in Savannah, so was um, how long were you guys hanging there? out? It was uh, five days, okay. so that includes travel. So yeah, oh, it was okay. not that you know, not that long, and um, it um, we do trips now. Like this is our anniversary trip, so mm -hmm. we do it usually now where it's like you try to drop yourself in the a centralized area where you want to be. And then mm -hmm. just do a lot of walking. And so sure. for what we had um, around and everything, I think it was kind of the perfect amount of time. That's really awesome. nice. So it was what very hot. What did you guys hot. pick Savannah? Um, well, Ashley's always really want to go. It's secondly the okay. most, is to say it's the most haunted city in America. Um, lots of history there and stuff like that. So we stayed sure. in a hotel that's very old and used to be a makeshift hospital and all that sort of thing. So um, didn't really do any ghost stuff per se but just you were in haunted places you know um, yeah in the territory so, yeah so um a lot of good food and very nice hotel it was relaxing saw a lot a lot of history uh i was remind i'm reminded of uh you know when we were in salem and boston so okay for you guys and just like oh yeah it's, it's just the all the history that's around you is so cool so was to probably the most impressive cathedral I've ever been in, um, St. John's Cathedral. Okay. Very, very beautiful. So, yeah. Um, I did, however, in the evenings, um, finish reading Die Dark. 
Um, it's by the same person that did Dodo Hey Dodo, which was which is on Netflix mm-hmm. and very zany, crazy mm-hmm. anime. Um, I'm reading the manga one of Red Volume One through Three, which is now current, and um, the fourth one is coming out pretty soon. Actually, I kind of waited on because I read Volume One and then Volume Three wasn't coming out for months, so I'm like, mm-hmm. well. All right, I'll just wait. Now it's close. You know, three came out. So I reread the first one, read the, read the current, and it's very, it's very funny. It's very dark humor, zany characters. They have a crossword in the back of each one, kind of like for uh, like what you've read uh, through it. And um, I don't know. It's really good. I'm enjoying it. If you're into that style thing, sure. it's, it's worth it. So, and then, um, yeah, I picked up a few other comic books then too. In the there's a cool, a couple of cool comic stores down there. So, but nice. I didn't get to really reading them yet. So, yeah, that is about it. Um, news, news. We have a few stories running the gamut of content. Start out with video games. You were just talking about Hades uh, mm-hmm. game. Very different in tone from Kirby. Uh, Especially this Kirby. Yeah. Kirby Dream Buffet was announced Mm -hmm. and it's coming out this year. Um, Mm -hmm. Pretty cool because we just had a a Kirby game, but this is this is different. Looks like it's designed to be more of a party sort of thing. Right. Multiplayer race to to the end, eat the most food uh, kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. uh, did you get to see the little preview of this i did yeah it's cute i mean sorry i'm just like clicking on it right now again mm-hmm. um but yeah it's cute like it's a, like you said it's like a fun party style game sometimes you just need like not dramatic not like oh my god solo player yep darkness you just need adorable little beings eating adorable cakes. <laughs> yeah. So that's a fun surprise. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be good, good mm-hmm. time for a party or something like that. So, yeah. Um, that's it for video game news. But I had mentioned I got a couple comic books this week at the mm-hmm. comic shop. Uh, I also pre ordered some comics um, from this thing called the Ripperverse. It's mm-hmm. a new comic starting with uh, a uh, graphic novel called Isam. That's the main character. It's a thing that has been kind of advertised. I shouldn't say advertised. It's been talked about for a long time. People were waiting mm-hmm. for the reveal, what this is going to be or whatever. Uh, it's supposed to be, you know, there's lots of alternative indie comics out there. This was going to be a big one. So they finally on Monday, I felt really bad. I was on a tour uh, of a beautiful cemetery in Savannah. Mm-hmm. And the pre-order campaign was going live. Like when we're have this tour. And so I'm like, I don't know how fast this stuff is going to sell out or whatever. So I'm sitting there trying to order, order stuff on my phone, whatever. <laughs> so I felt bad. I felt very rude. But once I got things done, I was very attentive the rest of the tour. So, um, tour but anyways, yeah right you son of a bitch <laughs> yeah I, I i didn't hand out any cards to the podcast anyway so, yeah but um anyways uh the 
campaign has a uh, hit a big milestone just this evening. It's already uh, since launching Monday to now, it's raised uh, two million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a been a success thus far, and yeah. the books start shipping in July or sorry in in August. So I'm excited to to read a new superhero comic. Mm-hmm. Um transition yeah hmm. no i was just gonna say i i uh i watched the the youtube you know oh, yeah. kind, of, kind of advertisement for the ripiverse and i was just thinking like i really like the concept of it you know like uh the kind of investment in the rejuvenation of american comics and like bringing things back to life and like you know this commitment to hey we have a it. If things deviate, it's going to be like very small. We'll explain the hell out of it. You know, we we won't just right. like ret, retcon for fun. Um, so I like everything that you know that they were talking about, and I thought that you know it's a it's a great way to address. I think a lot of the issues that people have been talking about with American comics right now. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like if just look at Elan's more basic thing. Some of the biggest movies, entertainment properties now are comic book based movies. Mm-hmm. Even the show we're going to talk about today, The Boys, is comic right. book based. They're really, it's very weird that there seems to be no space or very little space in pop culture for a thriving American comic book industry mm-hmm. when the biggest properties are from comic books. Mm-hmm. It's just weird the correlation there. Um, mm-hmm. And there's definitely, a myriad of reasons for that. And so I think mm-hmm. someone that is starting their own thing from the ground up, that's really invested and cares, cares about it, is trying to give their audience what they want. Um, I think it's good. I think we're going to keep seeing more and more of this um, pop up. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I hope it's, hope there's lots of success. Yeah. Hope it does well. So pre-order your books, mm-hmm. get him, get him in. Um, Adult while you're on a cemetery tour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you, so like, for instance, you know, you've seen most of the superhero movies or really a lot of them. Yeah. Have you ever read any comic books? Has, has ever yeah. like piqued your interest to, to read um, a few? So funnily enough, so I, I have read comic books usually independently of um, the movies that have been out. Because I've actually been fairly satisfied. That's the problem. I feel like I'm fairly satisfied with the movies that I care about. And so I don't feel like I need to go to the comics to get like, oh, there should be a better story for this. Sure. You know what I mean? Like when Iron Man first came out and I was just like, the first Iron Man movie was just so good that I was just like, I'm good. Like, I don't know right. that I that I need some more. Um, but, you know, I've read things independently of you know, like the Marvel movies um, or the DC universe. I've read a lot of X-Men, probably my most read comics um, because I loved that show when I was younger. Mm -hmm. But um, funnily enough, the recent slew of episodes from The Boys have kind of gotten me interested in reading the comics because Amazon, while I find this annoying sometimes, I've really enjoyed it with The Boys um, they have those like little screens that pop up that tell you like kind of fun facts and trivia about the scenes that mm-hmm. you're watching. 
And for the last couple of episodes, I'm sort of like, oh, they're paying tribute to this thing in the comics. That's really cool. Like, I'd really love to see where that comes from. So. Sure. Yeah. And there's, I just think, I think there should be that. It's interesting you say that, like about Iron Man stuff. I always feel like for me, if I really love something and I can't get enough of it, then I want to search out the other things. And this seems to like, like you mentioned with X-Men, you love the cartoon. Sure. So maybe that makes you read a few of the comics and yeah. it's definitely apply as an anime. And people are like, well, I watch the anime like that. So then I go and read the the manga for it and vice versa. Right. Um, so it's just weird. And, and some of it I feel like is maybe just, you know, a lot of brought up in this campaign where, where do you start? If you're yes. going to read Iron Man, what are you going to read? Right. Where like, do you I would go, have no you know? idea where to go. Yeah. Plus, like, for me, I, I mean, I brought up Iron Man because I love Iron Man, but also, like, spoilers, like, his end in the Marvel universe mm. on the silver screen anyway um, was very brutal for me. So now I'm like, I don't know if I want to go and have those associations <laughs> again. <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens yeah. um, from that. Something I'm very excited for to um, real world sadness. Um, seem like mm -hmm. we keep having these more and more often or just we've had a run of them, I guess. Yeah. James Kahn, uh famous actor, has passed away. Um, he um, was pretty old, 82. Mm -hmm. but um but yeah nonetheless no longer with us are you familiar with much of james james Kahn's work yeah i mean i feel like he's he's an actor that i've seen in various films over the years um i ha i've seen probably two of his most famous uh the godfather of course um and then elf mm -hmm. and then uh, which I was a late comer to Elf, so I had no idea like the power that that held at first um, until <laughs> I watched it. Um, and then I haven't seen probably his third most famous, which is Misery with Kathy Bates. Okay, yeah, that's just really a, a classic that I haven't yeah. seen either. We should maybe watch it for Halloween or something. Like, it's... yeah, I've heard I've heard some just wild things about that film that I just have never like been drawn in to watch it but now i just feel like i have to mm. like it's finally time to bite the bullet and just do it sure yep yeah so i'm i'm sort of the same uh familiarity um that's I, just one of those people that again i've seen around he's done some voice mm -hmm. acting work i think in family guy and sort of things like that so mm -hmm. but um, well, i mean uh uh he's got a famous son as well scott con um, who, oh. I mean, famous-ish, like very, very TV show famous. Um, he's okay. I think, currently on Hawaii Five-0, was on Entourage for those who have. Oh, uh, this guy. Okay. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, never made that connection. All right. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. So. Yeah, you're right. He was, uh, that's what I've seen him from is uh, Hawaii Five-0. Yep. Yeah. I, I figured that Nantaraj would probably be like the, the two biggest name drops I could grab from his filmography. I don't offhand know of anything else that's big. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, this says too that uh, this kid was in Ocean's Eleven. I guess I don't. Remember oh my God. That, but... Right. Yeah. 
Yes. Huh. That's right. I completely forgot about, oh my gosh, that's a good film. I forget about that. Probably because the others were just. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So James Conn had five kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thoughts with the family there. Mm -hmm. Lost another celebrity. Very sad. Um, Speaking of losing things, though, far less serious. um, Raised (laughs) by Wolves. Raised by Wolves has been canceled. (sighs) A show that we have covered very much here. Yeah. That sucks. I mean, there was a clear struggle the end of season one into season two. But I really felt like they had turned a corner on their weirdest storyline and were bringing everything back to an interesting place. I was really into it again, you know, because I know, mm-hmm. I mean, I know we closed off our season one conversation. I was like, whoa, that twist, which if yeah. you know, you know, um, how how are they ever going to, you know, explain this away? And season two did a really good job, I think, of coming back from like what could have been just a massive WTF. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sad. I'm sad that we're not going to get now season three. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. They were, um, I really, really enjoyed uh, season one was very refreshing. I was very excited. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of right hit that ending where it's just like, wow, that's a left turn. And then, <laughs> um, but season two really went with it and it it made sense they clearly yes. had a plan they knew where it was going all this sort of thing so um introduced new characters that i liked more interesting ideas mm-hmm. so i have an article here from distractify and oh, okay. I, mean, I don't know much about them but they have this here that is talking about how it kind of was canceled because of the merger with the discovery and such so um hmm. let's see it says fans quickly fell in love with the streaming flat platform but now thanks to discovery and warner media merger many shows are getting canceled um oh so i I'd, I'd heard this sorry to left turn it for just a second mm-hmm. but i'd heard about tnt and tbs no longer developing their scripted series because of this right. merge so I didn't realize that this was now having like bigger ripple effects. Right. You know what I mean? But, right. Yeah. Because they're, um, they're they're blaming it on this, which I mean. Oh. The yeah, reality ten, is 10 cancellations the on this. Well, we have 10 cancellations on the CW, including Batwoman and Legacies. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to me because I know Legacies had a big following. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting where the uh, the axe huh. decides to fall, and I still yeah. always wonder what the metrics look like for them. You know, right? Because um, we don't, we obviously don't see those generally. Um, Ooh. So the the actor who plays father took to Twitter to talk about this that there might be a chance they can continue in a new home. Yeah. Yep. He sounds like he's campaigning for it. Sounds like there is right. a uh, petition out there. Right. And um, 
you know, he said here that as we speak, Scott Free Productions and the creatives are pushing for the show to be continuing in other homes, sharing the reception and pull of the show for mm -hmm. other storytellers. So I'm asking for action. Um, so okay. it sounds like they have stuff planned out, you know, like they're ready to go. Right. You know, we weren't expecting this. So it's not like, oh, well, we sure were waiting to be renewed before we worked on the next thing. Right. And um, it, According to him, it has a very strong international audience. And so the way we see a lot of it. times that stuff where you have um, like Star Trek, a certain show, well, they don't have, say, Paramount Plus available mm -hmm. in Europe. So it gets put on Netflix or something. Mm -hmm. And so I can I could definitely see someone else. I, I could see that if. Yeah. Uh, Warner, whatever, is willing to to part with part with it and i'm sure if they can make any money on it i don't see why not so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah it sounds like the team is technically still together as they kind of await maybe a final final fate mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. yeah I, I just think i thought it was weird they're blaming the merger i mean understandably they'll make there'll be changes made during the merger mm -hmm. but the important line here is warner media's asset protect projection is 500 million lower than expected. Mm. So they were going to cut things. Yeah. So, but it sucks yeah. that this is one of them. Yep. Fingers crossed. Find a uh, find home for it. So, um, right at the end of the show last week, I think, mm -hmm. so raised by what was, we heard about that then as well. I don't know if it was Alan that brought that up or whatever, but then yep. when you guys mentioned this as well. Yes, I found this. Yeah, from from cancellation to launch. Um, we're, we're kind of riding those polar opposites tonight. Um, so we just found out that uh, the Duffer Brothers, the creators behind the Netflix hit Stranger Things, um, are launching Upside Down Pictures, which love the title of the studio. Yep. Um, and they already have five upcoming projects in the hopper. Ah, <laughs> couldn't help Very myself. Good. Very good. I yes, yes. I'm sorry. I really couldn't help myself there. <laughs> uh, but they already have five upcoming projects that uh, are in various uh, stages of being ready to launch. Um, some I am excited about. Some I am decidedly not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So... We have differing opinions on this, I think. We have some same opinions and some differing opinions. Uh, but okay. the first thing I think we have the same opinion on is there's a play based on the world of Stranger Things that I think is a bad idea. It's, it's just a bad idea because the, the production value of setting Stranger Things and the things that it can do, like being in the upside down and the worlds it can create on a television screen or on a silver screen, you know, just, just in that medium will not translate to a stage. Yeah. I, I just, they could have a cool story to tell, but yeah. I, but I just feel it should be divorced from the world of stranger things then. Okay. So it is anyways set in the world of stranger things. It's not a retelling of stranger things. Right, right. That's what it seems, right? So, but but for me, like either it's set in the world of Stranger Things, and you need to at least 
mention show do something with the upside down because that's such an integral part of what makes stranger things itself mm-hmm. otherwise just divorce it from the world of stranger things mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like just don't even make that connection if you have a cool story to tell just like don't set it maybe in hawkins indiana then or don't tie it to 11 or will okay. or the buyers you know what i mean yeah like you're either in it or you're not and I if guess, you're in the world, then I think you have to do the upside down. And then I don't think that translates on a stage. I think I'm somewhere more moderate on this in the sense that I'm happy that it's not a retelling of what already exists. Agreed. That's always my big problem. And I don't think this is exactly bad. My my one concern is that, right, there's going to be some level of production that's required to make this awesome which i think that places can do but it's going to have really small reach then you know a lot of plays if they're going to tour the country and some of that Mm -hmm. it's not you know not everything is able to do that exactly not everything every place is able to have such a production that they Mm -hmm. have uh you know like on broadway i saw a play there it's like wow it's amazing not everywhere has that so traveling around to do it, it might, it just is going to be a more limited audience. So is this story important in this world? Because if it is, you're really reducing your, your reach, right. but maybe it's right. just a, a offshoot enough that it can be, it can be fun and it's really not going to matter if you've seen it, but it's enriching if you do. Yeah. See, to so. me, then I just want it to be like totally divorced from stranger things. Uh-huh. Because I because I agree with you, like your production value is going to suffer at some point, which means you're either cheapening Stranger Things for the audience who came out excited to see it, or you have like such a limited audience that's going to forgive you for lower production value that you're really like limiting who's going to be there. And then what's the point of that? Sure. Yeah. So... I don't know. I'm I'm not thrilled about that that, that uh, piece of it. I'm also n- I'm not particularly thrilled about a Stranger Things spinoff series. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I might give it a shot depending on what it is. They've been very closed lipped about the storyline. Apparently, uh, one of the Duffer brothers was giving an interview saying like Finn Wolfhard just like randomly guessed it, and he was just shocked. Okay. Because nobody else has been able to guess it. Okay. So interested to see what they're thinking and what's like super shocking, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that I'm intrigued enough to give it a shot, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, so I guess lessening degrees of like here, a live action series adaptation of the manga and anime series death note. <clears throat> I mean, I almost, I almost decided to just do my own video and put it live after hearing <laughs> about this just to complain about it. Like, uh, can we uh, just quit? You wait, know, you're not I, excited? Uh, I am shocked. Shocked. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. You go. <sighs> no, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I it's get tired of complaining about it. It, it has been, been done, done already. This particular Some... one, even like you're right. not even choosing like a new anime to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's Death Note is still great. You can go read it. You can go watch mm-hmm. it. It's still great. 
Mm -hmm. I would, again, be more inclined to, I think my position is shifting to if we're going to change mediums for properties, that they should be, you know, they should be spinoffs or something else enriching the world and not mm -hmm. retellings. Because, yeah. you know, so it's, it's my issue I have with The Last of Us coming to HBO. Mm -hmm. uh, it's apparently just retelling the game. Well, I don't know. Why do I want to watch the show? And then is that going to make me play the game if I know it's the same thing exactly? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But I would rather them just tell a story in the Last of Us world. Sure. And then that would, if you're interested in that world, you can now explore it further with the game. Well, That's I don't know because... I mean, for, what I mean, I I agree with you in principle. There is there is something about like why am I watching this like when I could already play the game? Mm -hmm. But like we do that so much with books. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We, we like so much television or so many movies are you know taken from books, and you know they're not always faithful adaptations, which can be interesting or they can be terrible. So we take risks that way. Or like I'm thinking about The Witcher. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. there's there's sometimes enough difference that it can be good. Yep. Yep. It's it's hard to like you know to draw lines in the sand and say what should be done. You know, I feel yeah. like it. I feel, do feel like it can vary. Things can be handled well when they're handled with mm -hmm. care and attention. Because like, I just talked about anime and manga, the, the adaptations, the same sort of thing there. Often they're very similar and mm -hmm. people consume both because yep. they're a little different experiences, even though you're getting generally the same. Sometimes right. people just out of curiosity, you know, yeah, you love the original thing. It's like you love the book, you love the manga. And then you want to see the live action or the animated version of it. So, like, mm -hmm. I get that. My preference in general is still going to be to expand as opposed to retell. Sure. And I'm just not a fan of, especially in a visual medium, it's still a show. It's a TV show yeah. called Death Note. And now there's going to be a TV show called Death Note. And it's going to be the same story. But they'll, I don't know, just... it. it it's also one of those things where not every story translates to a new medium. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this before too. Right. It's just not, you know, it's easy to, it seems very easy for Hollywood to um, forget about what makes animation special or what makes movie right. film special or whatever. And I don't know, then you lose a piece of the soul of the thing that you were, you know, you're changing mm -hmm. here. So. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be fun to see, you know, taking on a different dark supernatural anime or manga, because I think the Duffer Brothers do monster production really well. Mm -hmm. We've had some great creatures that have come from the upside down um, mm -hmm. in the world of Stranger Things. And I think taking those talents and applying them elsewhere is a great thing. Um, but yeah, just apply them elsewhere. Yeah, is basically my point. I, I just still, th it's, it's just one of those things again, where why do you have to take death note? If you love death note, be inspired by death note and write mm -hmm. a thing. Ashley's, I found one, a, a manga in the store that has like, yeah, oh, this is reminds me of death note. And I told mm -hmm. Ashley about it and she's reading it now and likes it. 
And it is similar to Death Note, but mm -hmm. it's not the same thing. It is different, but it seems clear to me that they were inspired by. Well, if the Duffer mm -hmm. brothers can be inspired by Death Note. Yeah. I mean, we come up with we your own thing. Well, we do have here, it says a live action series adaptation. I mean, they don't really give a lot of details of like, it's a retelling. So maybe it'll be something different. Maybe there'll be a twist. Maybe it's an inspired well, by. No, because it's called Death Note. Well, it's, it's called like, Death Notes, unless that's well, a typo. That's, okay, then they're ready for a uh, <laughs> then they're ready for a lawsuit. <laughs> We're getting down to the minutia of one uh -huh. letter here. I mean, Death the notes. The point of Death Note is: what would you do if you had like basically no chance of being caught, and you could at will kill people? Mm -hmm. No one would know about it, you know, whatever. And so, you, you know, would you take the temptation of trying to make the world a better place mm -hmm. or, or would you have like a, the moral, like veracity to stop Fortitude. yourself and not do this? Right. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing to explore. And you can explore that in a myriad of ways. You don't have to take this. So, yeah. Well, we'll Anyways. see. We'll see yeah. what this series is. I won't see. Death Note. I mean, I will. Yeah. I probably okay. will. Especially okay. if it's if they're going to continue to call it Death Notes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll see. I'll maybe see if it's uh, the same or different. Okay. Um, but yeah. So we have two other, um, two other things here: an adaptation of The Talisman, a 1984 novel by Stephen King, um, and then. An original series that they're going to partner with uh, creators of Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, um, to create no details other than these are the two creators that they're collaborating with. So maybe continuing Dark Crystal, maybe doing a spinoff or related, sure. maybe something totally different. Who knows? Um, yeah. I know Dark Crystal has kind of its own cult following. So there'd be some people, I think, that would be happy to see that get a resurgence. Right. Um, and then, of course, the article closes out by talking about, you know, they're going to do the fifth and final season of Stranger Things. And that is, I believe, going to appear in 2023. OK. Um, wow. I mean, it must I be harder work thought, on that already. I thought I saw that. Or maybe it's early 2024, but it was sooner than I had thought it was going to be. So. Uh, but it was also nice to get a confirmation that the fifth and the fifth season of Stranger, Stranger Things will be its final season. Right. Yep. Because it could be one of those shows that like drags on forever. Yep. Good for them for wrapping it up. Absolutely. Well, good luck to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, more TV news. So we've been, we've, we've mentioned a little Speaking bit. Speaking of series. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, House uh, of the Dragon. That should know when to wrap up, but don't. Yeah. Well, right, yes. Or a series it's, that should it's, go it's original. longer. It should have gone longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Game of Thrones, spin-off mm -hmm. series, House of the Dragon. We've had a couple trailers from this. We've seen some photos. We've talked about Matt Smith's wig, um, and that kind mm -hmm. of thing. But um we have another story now from Bounding in the Comics. And I just want to say that House of the Dragon, we're all I was already like off put general by um just how game of thrones ended that 
I'm watching you now, House of Dragon. I'm I'm I got my eyes on you. I thought you, you were talking to me for a second. I no. was like, <laughs> no. I'm I didn't talking have anything to do with the ending of Game the, of Thrones. The Don't you put that on me. <laughs> the showrunners for House of the Dragon. Um they just um their quote, they have an interview here. Their quote yeah. is they want to um let's see, want to not misquote them here. Okay, so speaking with Entertainment Weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, explained that House Blaring was explicitly race swap because, quote, it was very important for um, Shorter and I to create a show that was not another bunch of white people on the screen. Mm-hmm. Wanted, a way to, wanted to find a way to put diversity in the show, but we didn't want to do it in a way that felt it was an afterthought or worse tokenism, he added. Mm-hmm. To me, the part about this it was very important for us to uh do this it says me your priorities are in the wrong place when creating this show so when they were gonna i was gonna be already coming into this timid mm-hmm. you're under a fine tooth comb now mm-hmm. showrunners um so we, this is coming this year yet right yeah this fall so yeah um, yeah, so I read the article sort of like wondering based on that quote, which I think they definitely included in the title to be like clickbaity. For sure. And um, which I mean can't fault you there. But I but I read through the rest of the article and it was less like random than I thought it was. Um, because they talked about Martin talking about the very same idea that he was maybe gonna race swap you know, this, this particular house or another particular house anyway. And he sort of like started maybe thinking about doing that and then didn't, but then regretted it and was like, Oh, maybe I should have done it. Well, it's too late now. My books are out. Mm-hmm. So like the decision to me was less random than that quote made it seem. Yep. So I liked that, that they talked to Martin about it and he was like, yeah, I think this is cool. Like, I like the idea of doing this. Um, So they kind of like got his blessing on it. But yeah, it was, it was annoying to me that like the first part of the article was just like clickbaity, like, Oh, we, we just wanted to do this. And it made it seem like very arbitrary. And I was like, actually there was, I mean, I, I guess I'm, I could be assigning them too much credit to, you know, that they like did this whole thought out plan, but it seemed more like a mixture of like serendipity reasoning. Like there's something to it. Like George R. R. Martin thought about it. So I don't know. Yeah. It, it was I, a I weird, give, it was a weird article. I won't give him as much credit as you, but I will you know, like <laughs> I, I, anytime a show is going to be made and they're going to involve the original author, they're going to talk to that person about it. That's a bonus. Of course, you know, we've had, so it's, there's no doubt as much as we've had problems with the end of game of Thrones that George R. R. Martin was involved. Mm -hmm. He's definitely involved in that show. And, um, he's involved in this show too. So Mm -hmm. absolutely credit on them. They're, uh, the opposite of what we would get from like, um, Lucasfilm. I want nothing to do with what George Lucas has to say. Yeah. Keep quiet, George. I don't want, I don't want to hear about it. So, um, so they get that. Um, 
but in time, it, it to me, if your priorities aren't on on telling the story, staying true to the story, then I'm um, I'm worried about where you're. Mm-hmm. I won't say what your motivations are, but just like what your what your focus is. Where mm-hmm. how do you align your priorities when you're creating your show? So sure, sure. Yeah, um, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm kind of back and forth on this story. Like I. Uh, I I like that they're they're at least thinking about like not, you know, just race swapping for fun or like you know they thought about like oh I just don't want it to be like tokenism like we have some thought behind this, and I think it's really interesting that, um, Martin had his like interview talking about the fact that like, this this particular house you know if they were um, you know black persons you know, would they still be obsessed with the same things that like the Targaryens are like blood purity and their own lineage and like, you know, the, the, um, I don't know the, the purity of their house and whatever. So it's just like really interesting to me to like have this come to fruition and sort of like see these same things kind of reflected in these two houses as like mirrors of each other or like foils against one another. So I'm, I'm hoping, guessing, I'm hoping it plays out well. It could be good, but it could also just be like a huge bomb. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and you know, regardless of this or not, I'm guessing we'll hear thoughts from the showrunners and probably Martin more, um, as we grow closer to the show and, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to find out if this was like, um, just game of Thrones was sort of lightning in a bottle or if it mm-hmm. can be repeated. Um, yeah, or if this could be a universe. The good parts can be repeated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all know what the good and bad parts are. Yeah. Um, let's see. Then getting closer to our topic at hand. Um, Speaking of spinoffs. Right. Story just broke today that a television show called Gen B in the boys universe is being made. Um, so yeah, spinoff from the boys. I'm embarrassed to admit it took me like a beat to realize Gen V. Okay. For V. Mm -hmm. Like I was trying, I was trying to think of like Gen five, like, you know what I mean? It just like popped into my head and I was like, why? And then I was like, oh, Andrea, V, bought V, (laughs) come on, you can get there. Mm -hmm. Hey, I, I understand. It happens it happens to the best of us. It does. where where knowing your Roman numerals uh, is actually a detriment worse for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a college spinoff. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a one like superhero university in America, and we're going to see college kids going there. Um, I think it's going to be. Think- Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Off. I was just gonna say, I actually think it's really ballsy to set it in college. There's so yeah. many shows that start in high school and then they like hit the college years and they just die because mm. what works in high school doesn't work in college. So I feel like there are so few shows that take the risk of jumping into college. Sure. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's ballsy. Okay. I think it works perfectly with their like, attitude for debauchery 
you know, yeah, I agree. They can, they can kind of never like, do a high school show of this. Right. I guess right. I won't say never, but well, like it would be it very less like believable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, so I just, I think it's like, it's a risk though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, so to my knowledge, there's not a comic book for this. It's its own thing. Yeah, now. I, don't think I, so. I don't know. I, I don't know that not familiar with the comic books mm-hmm. so um i think you're correct that there isn't a, a comic map for this show but it's interesting for sure interesting so. cast they've got a couple of people from uh um netflix's uh the chilling adventures of sabrina and then okay. some names i haven't heard in a while patrick schwarzenegger and sean patrick thomas Okay. That's some 90s throwback right there. Sean Patrick Thomas? Yes. Should I know who that is? Um, not necessarily. Mm. He was in a lot of like 90s teen movies. Save the Last Dance is probably one of his big ones. And then I know okay. he's in a bigger oh, TV yeah. show. Okay, so yeah, known for Save the Last Dance, Barbershop, Cruel Intentions, and Halloween Resurrection. Yes. Oh my god, that's right. I forgot he was in Cruel Intentions. That's hilarious. I just see, yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar in that, which reminded me of Buffy. She was like, oh yeah, I gotta start watching that again. Yes! And then then, um, I was gonna ask if you've read any of the Buffy comic books. Have. You have? Okay. I have. You like them? Because I, I heard there's some angel ones that are really good. Yes, there are. There are. Okay. Um, I I like the essence of the Buffy comics. I don't like everything about them. Okay. Some some of the character storylines I'm not as big a fan of. They would they be more or less enjoyable having not a ton of familiarity with the show. You need say. to have familiarity with the show okay. because the Buffy comics like pick off where the show left. And oh. there is a lot that happens to those characters that you really, you need at least some base of a background. You probably don't have to watch every episode of Buffy to get it, but you'd need more than just like I've watched a handful of the first season. Okay. Okay. Well, anyways, we don't know much about, this spinoff series, mm-hmm. uh, which has nothing Just to do with Buffy happening. or Sir Michelle Gellar or anything like that, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's happening. So um, be excited if you are. I was trying to think. I know Jensen Ackles made like a cameo um, on a handful of like like supernatural shows, but I don't think he made one on Buffy. Ah. I was trying to. I was trying, trying to connect to, trying some to dots. Find transition there, yeah. Yeah, I was right. trying to connect some dots, but I don't think he did. Okay. All right. Well, shucks. Shucks. That would have been perfect. <laughs> Anyways, the boys getting mm-hmm. right into it. Season three, episodes three and four. We mm-hmm. covered one and two a couple weeks ago, so we'll catch up yes. on those if you're interested. Otherwise, um, we will get full of spoilers now and. Um, pick up on episode three which has a very disturbing opening like 90s I just, opening ah uh, i yeah 
I hate the pageantry stuff for little children. It's uncomfortable to watch and oh the parents put their kids through that. Yes. Starlight's mom is a show mom to like the uncomfortable nth degree. Like she mm-hmm. was just so cringe. Although she did make me feel good as a mom that I will never be that. Yeah. Right. It's just yeah. like watching that was enough to like stick with me being like, don't ever do that. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I would, many, but oof. you know, no little, I won't say no, but almost no little girls probably get into this of their own accord. They're so yeah. young. They're not like, you know, it, they're pushed into it. You know, yeah. the, the parents want them to do it. So, well, and it's sad because there's probably, you know, there's, like you said, there's probably like one or two little girls, you know, a small handful that do get into it because they just think, like, ooh, this is cool. Or like moms start out with good intentions, like, oh, right. my daughter's so into dress up and she loves to sing. Like, why don't I, you know, take her to do something fun? And then it just like morphs into this like all consuming, hideous, like, right. you know, push your pain aside and bring it on the stage, you know, make mommy proud mm-hmm. nonsense. Oof, yeah, that was bad. Mm-hmm. So we hadn't seen um, anything from uh, Starlight's mother in a while. So we get a little bit of that. Yeah, um, she can, she can crawl back now that that's, I've had my fill. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So we open seeing kind of the adversity that, uh, she's had to deal with for a while coping and, mechanisms. Um, yeah and gets to later see how that's going to come in handy i guess mm-hmm. um yeah and then um we also get um the we episode two ended with homelander kind of giving his speech sort of is trying to break free from the structure of uh the control of Vought. right and um you know people are flying into panic mode but turns out their audience for Homelander, the target audience is is digging it. So Homelander's very excited about this, despite not Too caring excited. what people think, right? Too excited, yeah. Homelander. Too excited. <laughs> yep. Definitely too excited. Um yeah. and then we get right, yeah, we get this like weird like wordplay sexual encounter between Homelander and Ashley is just the worst. Yeah. Not because of her name. I love you, Ashley. <laughs> um, but she is just like, ugh, trash human. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Which she's... I suppose, I suppose it could affect you. Like her entire job is to just like look at social media all day, all the time. Think about right. like what hits on social media and I feel like that would just kind of turn you into a trash person. Yeah. Yeah. And like we see the the promotions being said and all that stuff. And like it to me, it is emblematic of how stuff um, probably gets done a lot where it's people are too involved in like trying to cater everywhere all the time. And there's no there's no sense of being genuine. There's no yeah. sense of like what we actually think we actually care about what we actually want to talk about or be or whatever. And, right. and people can see that. Um, I think more and more that, it, you know, we become aware of, yeah, the influence of social media or whatever. And so this to me 
is a thing from the show that rings pretty true in the way that um, these campaigns and ads and like team selection and all this is just a manufactured yuck kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so we, we see a number of these uh, scenarios playing out in these episodes, uh, including one with um, an A-train, which was a hilarious ad. That was hilarious. So, so <laughs> you know what it's from, right? I uh, it's maybe the it Kendall Jenner. It's the Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad. Have you not <laughs> I, seen that? I don't think so. It's it, it's it, literally a shot for shot remake, except I mean I mean almost to a T. She doesn't put her hands between like protesters she, and police, does she? She does. She like walks up and like gets in between them and like does. I mean, she doesn't speed in there because she's not a train. So, you know, <laughs> that part doesn't make sense. But like, uh, yeah, she like literally like gives the police officer a Pepsi and he drinks it. and Like everybody's friends. It's literally the same thing. Huh. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Go go um, watch it when you have time. It's it's just as cringe in real life with a Pepsi and Kendall Jenner as it is with a train and his weirdo energy drink. I'll have to um, try to put this in the in the chat or not in the chat. Sorry, in the video description we post on YouTube because I'm watching it now. If uh, I'm wondering if I've ever seen this, I, I don't I don't know when this was. Yeah. Okay, this was 2017. Yeah. So quite a while she got, ago already. She got some serious clapback for this commercial. She took a very big negative hit okay because so people even, were like this is fake this is stupid like you can't you're just like jumping on a bandwagon trying to use like social justice movements and like protests to like sell some pepsi pepsi doesn't just like magically solve these very real problems that people have it doesn't what i thought everybody what? just drink what? A pepsi. just share a pepsi and just be like uh -huh. oh. If that's true, then uh, on the screen, if you're watching video, Homelander and Butcher would just be cracking open a can of Pepsi and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'd have no yeah. show. <laughs> this ad is definitely too long, um, it but it's funny because, yeah, she's even like in a photo shoot. Yep. And then has to stop. Yep. <laughs> to Yep. Oh, okay. So she's walking out with the Pepsi. Um, he's doing the slow crack. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Goes over to the officer, hands the Pepsi. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah. I I'm glad I, you brought this up because I I <laughs> did not know that. Um, I'm I'm glad the show brought it back just to like troll that <laughs> one more time. It was it was well timed. I completely had forgotten about that until Chris was like, "Oh, so A Train is Kendall Jenner," and I was like, "Oh, mind blown! It is." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so yeah, we're getting a bunch of that, and uh, Homelander is making it. He's making it clear we kind of get in this episode. He's trying to go around and mm -hmm. really put the boot down on a lot of people. Hey, I'm back in charge here. You want to think you car co-captain Starlight? It's not going to work. And that's a pretty powerful, scary scene mm -hmm. with her where 
she threatens to uh, share the video of him on the plane. Mm -hmm. And he's like, just do it then. You know, I, I would rather be loved, but being feared is fine too. Right. You know, and he kind of lays out, yeah, I'll go and like take down the Capitol, some strategic defense areas, you know, Mm -hmm. and as he kind of plays it out, you know, and like take down cellular service. It's just like, yeah, he could just do all that. Right. Could just do all that. So, um, spends time humiliating a number of people and really, um, you know, getting people in line here. Um, Yeah. Yeah. There were, there were moments that I, you know, enjoyed in terms of like Homelander is a great villain, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, and it's clear he's spiraling further and further into crazy as Starlight tries to warn supersonic about, um, you know, like you can't join the team. There's something wrong with Homelander. Um, but there, there are occasional moments where like, he is very enjoyable in that role. There's a lot of times when I find him like disgusting and sick and just like off his rocker. And then there, there are times when he makes a good point. Like when he threatens starlight, he's like, if you have the leverage, I mean, you, you have to use it. Like you can't just empty thread it. Right. Like you're going to have to do something, put up or shut up. Yep. That, that is the key. That is why I like Homelander yet, because it is that balance of, okay, this is not good. It's disgusting or, or a disgusting, funny moment or something you enjoy because there's Mm -hmm. a a grain of truth to it or something. And then just the performance. So it's a complex character that I continue to enjoy watching. Um, unlike some other characters, uh, in, in the show, um, I'm kind of getting tired of at this point. Um, I'm going to, I know you're talking about other people, but I'm going to put in a plug for who I'm tired of the deep. I did not enjoy the whole, let's bring the deep back storyline. I really like his weird cameos, you know, his just random pop-ups to like promote his book or like do a thing. And and like his full lifetime movie of the week thing was excellent. Yes. I don't love that he's coming back on the seven. That storyline is like that is played out. I do not care by deep. Yep. I agree. I, like you say, the the doses of just getting his little like what he's up to yet, mm-hmm. that just like silly or ridiculous is kind of rebrand is great. And keeping him outside of the seven. That was it was worked fun comic relief. He doesn't need yep. to be more serious than that anymore. Yeah, um, it worked for me. Or if you want to bring him back, I need something to be immediately happening with the Church of the Collective. Yes, that is the only interesting something thing that I care deeper, about. Something in you know more um, more nah, involved. Deeper. Some I know some other sort of conspiracy <laughs> that's going or something. Yes. Yes. That adds in, an intrigue other than just like, oh, he's just a jerk that's back now. Yeah. Played out. You know, I do not care. And I don't know why his wife is just in crazy. the meetings. Just cray cray. She's, she's just always there too. Yeah. Like, are you and like part Home- of the seven like, as well? Right. Like Homelander doesn't care. Like I we're, I feel like yeah. he normally would care about something like that, but he just doesn't. Yeah. So if there's a thing there. I also want that to be like more apparent right away right. because I like because it's... I don't care about the deep. Mm-hmm. Right. That so that was may, making me wonder maybe there is some like conspiracy between Vought and the church. Maybe there is something sure. else there, you know. But 
We don't but really I, have anything other than his wife right. is for some reason just there and kind of right. telling him what to do. That's weird. Yeah, this is this is the kind of thing where I don't want it to be a slow burn. Like I don't mm -hmm. need the slow mystery reveal. I I would like this to just like be front and center if it is a thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, and I'll take this opportunity as well to tell everybody. Do you know you know Do you know how to tell if someone is a vegan? How is that? You don't have to worry about it. They'll let you know. Um, <laughs> and I should have guessed it was something like that. <laughs> And I am an octopus vegan, okay? So if I have not let this audience know yet, I am an octopus vegan. And so I did not, this, 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 besides the disturbing imagery of it, I was not a fan of mm -mm. poor... Timothy. Timothy. Nope. I wrote, I wrote in the notes, three seasons of gore, of nastiness, of giant penises, and mm -hmm. whales being, you know beached and bloody and guts everywhere and people mm -hmm. being blown up through their butts. Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. is the first time in all of these seasons that I literally gagged and could not look at the screen as this was happening. <laughs> I have watched everything <laughs> else, but I, but I could not, I could not watch the deep try to eat a live octopus. I could not well, do it. I know you know that in real life people do eat at least a live squid, I think. Nope, 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 um, nope, nope. I don't know about octopi, but um, Oh my goodness. It was so it was so uncomfortable from like the practical how was this going to fit in his mouth, which you know, yes, that's what she said or he said or whatever. But seriously, how was it going to fit in his mouth to the like human emotion of like oh god he's begging for his life he says he has children mm -hmm. like everything about this was just like too sad for me to even mm -hmm. look well alan says octopuses i believe it is either or octopuses or octopi uh, i could be mistaken but i'm pretty sure it's either Pre i thought it, i thought it was octopussy oh but of course <laughs> i mean the best james bond movie Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, just settle if, that debate right now. If the scene in the show would have been labeled a scene, yeah. is probably labeled octopusy. Yeah, probably because that was disturbing as well. Yes, um, a lot of just like I, <laughs> I didn't need it. I didn't need it, and and again, and it's a consequence I, of the deep being back. Yes, yes, you exactly. didn't need it, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that to me it's a whole nother issue we're not addressing in this show. If every life creature, life creature, that's a weird way to say it, every, every creature <laughs> it can, can like talk, you know, can, can form thoughts and sentences and okay. communicate with the deep. There's an, that's in this world, implying Wait. animals have quite an intelligence. Only sea creatures though. Right. Well, he, yeah, he can talk deep. to sea creatures. Right. I mean, he's but, like a parody of Aquaman, right? Right. But he okay. can talk to all these sea creatures. So right. that means they're all very smart. They're all See, I don't, eat, I don't eat octopus anymore because they're too smart. Mm -hmm. Any creature that is, that is in, too intelligent, I just don't need to eat them. That's, sure. my, that's my bleeding heart, whatever, you know. But, it's, uh, but in this show, he's talked to all kinds of sea creatures, little fish and whatever, dolphins, you know, all stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, the dolphin that went skinny across the highway. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
god oh the yeah deep, and they were gonna the get deepest, married oh. yes he's just like a such a sad parody every time he tries to help a sea creature he just like f's it up mm-hmm. like the dolphin the whale now poor timothy yeah just oh yeah yeah that's why i felt like his his cameos were just the right doses of him yeah and yep. now i'm sad he's back because i never liked him other than the butt of the joke you know, right. This trash person. So it just didn't. Wanna... Right. And, and I mean, I was really, you know, to, to keep it in the context of the show, I was really excited for some new blood, a new character. And I was excited to see what this, you know, American mm. hero, uh, show was going to bring about and who we were going to get into the seven. And now I just feel like, the, with that. Yeah. yeah, I feel, I feel cheated. Um, mm-hmm. both as like an audience member and as, as I imagine, imaginary American hero audience would feel. Absolutely. If you were, if you were watching this, like. Outrage. Sh- yeah. Mm-hmm. It would just be a bunch of BS that they just like bring back some rando instead of choosing the people that are there. Yeah. That you, you know, potentially care about. You supported, you did a social media right. campaign, hashtag this right. person, audience feedback, all this stuff. And then and you the- find out it's like a big joke or a lie. Yeah. No, not yeah. cool. Not yeah. cool. Um, so yeah, we're in agreement with that. So, but it's not only the deep. It's also um, I'm I'm still I'm I am having trouble finding characters near more consistently now that I like. And so, mm. butcher for me even is I'm tired of I think he would mm-hmm. grow like he'd go through some tragedy and grow he'd grow up he'd mature he would like balance himself a little yeah. bit more or something we still a complete jerk and yeah terrible to his uh his wife's his kid mm-hmm. his terrible wife's kid his yeah team. yeah it's just yeah like kind of inexcusable at this point and i'm really not digging it yeah this this episode was a real setback for butcher um, cause I'd really liked where he was starting out this season, you know, as tough as it was, he was kind of like playing by the rules, you yeah. know, he was making some effort to connect with Ryan. Um, and, uh, you know, there, you always see like there's potential for possibility for him to go off the rails, but he was like holding himself back. And I, and I wanted him to be holding back until the right moment. And then it feels like they just unleashed him too soon. You know, mm. like, cause there, there are moments I think when butcher being an asshole works. Um, but I just feel like I'm tired of him being an asshole to the people he cares about. Sure. It's, yeah. it's fun when he's an asshole to yeah. like other people. To Homeland or he talks down him or something like that. Right. That's fun. But or like the, the tea sip of the, you know, doctor who was performing all the experiments who like basically raised Homelander into this like crazy psycho. And he's just like, I'm going to get you. And then he takes a little sip of tea. Like that's iconic assholery. Yep. Like that's great moments that you just, Mm -hmm. Ooh, savor. And, and these moments of being a jerk to the people that he cares about. I'm over that pushing people away because you care about them because you don't want them to get hurt or whatever excuse that you have tired. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe even the, Oh, you're supposed to keep the team together. Because oh, yeah, it's required of me to be the asshole. Nope. I don't buy that for a minute. Nope. So. Nope. Mm-mm. I didn't. I mean, I like MM, 
I do. And I love that he is like that heart that, you know, he's guided Huey and he's, you know, provided meaning for Butcher and like the rest of the team. But it felt contrived for Butcher to say, you're the heart so I can be the asshole. Mm -hmm. It felt like he was giving something to MM only to like take it away and make it about himself Mm -hmm. and give himself permission to be a jerk. And it's something that MM should have stepped up on more, you know, put Mm -hmm. his foot down on things like this is not, this just isn't cool. It's not right. Speak up, you know, and he's not doing it. Hasn't been. And then the way he's walking all over Frenchie, the Frenchie's kind of story this season is, Hey, you're the lap dog. Like you just kind of go from person to person and do what they say. Um, so I'm not really big into that either. Yeah. Um, So now that you're bringing it up, I'm very back and forth on Frenchie's storyline because I like learning more about his past. Right. You know, I I like, I liked learning about, you know, his time apparently as a lapdog for this, like, I don't know, Russian, Russian fixer. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Um, that was interesting to me and, you know, getting, getting tied back with Cherie and, um, you know, getting them into this like shitty situation. It was all like very interesting to me to learn about his past, but then it sort of raised some questions for me about like, how did he go over to butcher and how did like Mina let him get away? Why, why is he like, you know, just going from person to person? Like, why are we characterizing him that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of pasts, we're also finding out about, mm-hmm. um, grace and the uh, other superhero team and what they know about the yeah the um what soldier boy going missing and stuff so that was a that was a fun scene we also find out about like we see um black noir trying to like be i i don't want the mask anymore yeah i want to talk mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then within the course of the same episode become horribly disfigured right and Yikes. i'm not sure capable of speech right yeah I don't know. that was a question mark i was left with right um so. yeah i i really so i loved the flashback i love the trip back into her past i love learning more about like her experience with soups and like how wrong they are clearly for conscripted service and like being in any kind of like militarized force um loved you know the like nods to to u.s history with governments like interfering setting up dictators mm-hmm. getting their own citizens hooked on cocaine like oh my yep. god just like so much like oh totally dark chapters like but very real in the chapters. CIA files yeah yep um but i do have to say so, so I want to address the content of the flashback in a minute, but I do want to say I really didn't get the boys feeling like super betrayed by her not telling them this because she sure. doesn't really know anything. Right. You know what I mean? Like in the sum total of it, she didn't see soldier boy get killed. She only has crimson countess's word that they, that the Russians like killed him and took his body. Right. And she doesn't even know where he's his body is, what happened. Like she has nothing to offer the boys. Yeah, it just the knowledge that maybe there was a weapon 
that was powerful enough to kill someone like, like Soldier Boy, but it's all but hearsay. Maybe it is. It's total hearsay. And Crimson Countess, like it, it felt so like, oh, they killed him. They had a special weapon and they took his body. Like it sounded so fake. Like set up, yeah. Yeah. Like either she's super dumb and bought it, or it's a setup and she bought it. And it could have been a thing that knocked that he got knocked out. They right. carried him away. Like he doesn't mean he's dead, you know, just but yeah, yeah, kidnapped as far as, you know, but. Right. Yeah. So it just all felt like such a nothing thing for the team to be acting that betrayed by her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, I it's, just, it's I a just... lot of like, what if, you know, uh, these are big jumps to then to throw it in her face. Oh, my wife might still be alive. You right. know, all this sort of like, thing. How? Well, if they had to, like, started looking her... for this weapon. Way earlier, maybe they would have found it. Like in season one, it could have been like on the path. But like they weren't. His wife was already dead by then. No, not in season one. I mean, well, I guess yeah, she wasn't dead, but he thought she was dead. Yes, yes, yes. So you know, I I don't know. I just I feel like it's a stretch that like Butcher is like wants to believe that this information would have been so useful. He just wants to be angry. That's what it comes down to. He just wants yeah. to be angry. So, um, but yeah, so I did, I did enjoy the, the flashback itself. I enjoyed like learning about her past, her contacts, however brief with, you know, soldier boy, crimson countess, gunpowder, Swato, who's a moron just flying around above the camp. Like, Oh, Hey, here yeah. we are, everybody. Yeah. I was like, this was, that was very weird to me. Uh, I mean, I, I guess, you know, it's there kind were of such the... morons. Yes, um, they were very like we're like a USO show rather than you know we're mm-hmm. here to fight in the army. But then they kept like shooting their own people. Oh my God, so I don't know. There's a little. It was maybe a little much, you yeah. know. Um, but I guess it's to drive home how I don't know Inept. sadistic they are, and yeah, they Inept, just yeah. just regard for human life, but. Yeah. It was fun for me. I made a note of this. It was fun to see a young Stan Edgar. Like the props to the actor who played young Giancarlo Esposito because he had like the same stillness and smooth tones mm. that I think he does as Stan. I mean, younger, less polished, but I think that's yeah. he's younger and less polished. No, I, I, I agree. I was really m- more impressed with the young grace. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. Just, I thought, I just thought both actors did a really good yeah. job. It was, it was, it was fun for sure to see that. Um, episode three ends with, um, hashtag home light. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so have, gagging. Yeah. That, that kiss was just horrible. And again, it's a thing that audiences are going to see through. You know, they're going to see through that kind of. That's, I mean, I, some people won't, I guess, but oh, they're pretty. They're both just terrible at faking mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, and it kind of it's funny because she had just. I, I didn't really think I believed this in you. I thought, I thought this conversation was weird. It, she's calling Huey. And mm. kind of seems disappointed that he's not saying just get out and run. Yeah. But was she going to? I mean, she's been through 
all this stuff. Did she think running was an option? So I don't think it's fair to like right. be disappointed exactly. Now, maybe you want your boyfriend to say that. And so then you can not you know, say like, I appreciate that, but I can't, I can't do that. Um, yeah. I feel, I feel like there's, there's maybe some parts there that were, she was disappointed not only in his response, but his like reasoning. Sure. You know, it just seems so shallow that he was like, I need a win. So you have to stay where you could potentially die. Sure. Because I'm frustrated at losing. <laughs> sure. I was like, that's some weak sauce, Huey. Mm-hmm. Like she could literally die. And you're telling yep. her to stay there because you're mad mm-hmm. that you're not as cool as and powerful as Homelander. Yeah, it's got to be. Well, he, so he's, did he say that to, I mean, I know he said that to Butcher. No, he said that he's, to her too. So, yeah, so he, I'm trying to remember my note. Oh, yeah, because he was frustrated that, he, that, you know, they keep losing and doing it the right way um, didn't get them anywhere. So we just have to be mm. mean and nasty like they are. Because mm. I remember he, he specifically said to her that he was tired of losing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this episode had a lot of um, like themes of of dildos. There's just a lot of dildos around. Uh, you mean episode four? Yes. <laughs> yes. Just a lot. Yes. I mean, I'm Did like, you... why are you you're keeping that in your desk? Like, so that's... okay. <laughs> so I don't know if you do this, but I've I've done it just because I get curious. So I sometimes will like flick ahead and read like the short description for the next episode. Mm. And for this episode, it was like battle of the dildos, like <sighs> black noirs, blah, 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 versus starlights. Thi-, you know, uh, I was like, funny. what the hell is this episode going to be about? Like mm-hmm. there's like some sort of weird porn thing happening. Mm-hmm. And then we got to that scene and I was like, Oh, it's like a literal battle. Mm-hmm. It's like they're mm-hmm. used in bed. But yeah, from from the uh, from the short description, I was like, "What is happening here?" And then the episode just made it all make horrible, horrible sense. Uh, yeah, that's true. It was it was like it was a fun scene. Um, Two scenes, one scene. Well, with, Kimiko with and the dildos, Kimiko. and then Ashley yeah. and the dildo. <laughs> Not that so much. That was like, that was I'm like fun. really? Well, that's again, that's in your desk. That's just weird. Just and weird. it's Homelanders. It's Homelanders. I did not need to know that. Well, is They're it? They're all superhero themed yeah. in oh, this yes. one. Yes, yes, this is super. Yes. It's, yeah, no, it's not like Homel- his yeah. personal okay. one. Okay, okay. It's yeah. his theme one, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, right. Who's to say? Who's to say? Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh it's very interesting. Um I I just feel I feel bad for Kimiko. She's like my favorite basically. Mm-hmm. Um because she's actually the genuine hearted one and Ash and I were looking at each other like okay, they're planning to leave her and Frenchie. This isn't going to go well now. Right. So, Anytime I'm somebody's just... on the cusp of being happy, you're like mm-hmm. watch out. You're not going to be so, I mean, where do you, th- where do you feel for them? Where like, should they have just be getting out of there and living their life? Or is it like, um, we're, we need to be a, a part of 
dealing with this because superheroes are a real big problem. Sure. I feel they're both at the place of, we can't do this anymore. They've already done so much. Like I do feel they deserve a break, a, a trip, a permanent break, whatever they want. You know, they've been through a lot. Um, so I, I didn't like fault them for being like, we need to get out of here. And I didn't, I wasn't mad that they were like, we just need to finish this because I get that Frenchie at one point had real feelings for Cherie and, uh, you know, didn't want her to be killed by little Nina. So he was sort of like rock in a hard place, but he's like, Hey, we're just going to do this last thing. I truly believe he felt that and really wanted to go away with Kimiko. And of course, of course something happened. Yeah. So we get all kinds of craziness. They're going on this mission. They're trying to, um, you know, break into this facility here. Um, Find a weapon to kill Homelander. Huey. Kill like a minor Russian mobster. Yep. And um, Huey finds out that um, Butcher is taking temporary V. And of course he's coveting it. Everybody else would be like, what the hell are you doing? throw that in the trash and of course Huey's the one who's like so so I said this before I'm wearing black today in because I'm mourning my love of Huey's character because this episode four really put the nail in the coffin for me from episode three where I didn't like his whininess his like sorry starlight you have to suck it up and be near crazy homelander because Mm -hmm. I'm sad I don't get to win things to this episode where he's like, oh, like you get to take temporary V. I want to take temporary V. And the, you know, the the home light kiss that's playing on the Russian TVs and like making fun of him and he's acting like it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Like, why does this bother you, dude? You know what's going down. So people made fun of you. So what? Like Starlight has real problems. Butcher has real problems. Kimiko has real problems. Like Mm -hmm. you being made fun of for like a half second on TV is not a problem. Yep. And then to the, to the end where we have, I mean, I know I'm skipping, but like we have Kimiko in real danger and Huey's like taken temporary V and is like leaning his head out the window and he's like high on life because he thinks he got a win. Because he yeah. has superpowers, I was like, I am done, 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 done. It was so weird. I was wondering if there are like side effects to the to V, but it didn't seem to be the case for Butcher. Like he didn't get right. high on. He's not like now. Like maybe it's addictive, right? You know, so yeah. So we definitely still have questions about V. I think right because Huey manifested a power we haven't seen Butcher do. Mm-hmm. He like half super sped, half teleported. Yeah, I think it's like a teleportation thing. Yeah. Tackle that guard. Yeah. So unclear as to whether like V gives you different powers or like, you know, you just have to like test out what your powers are. Might hit you differently. Might mm-hmm. 24 hours might be truly 24 hours or, you know, for some people it might be less, might be more. Right. You know, for certain people it might just be like regular drugs. Some people are more have more addictive personalities and can get hooked faster. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Yep. And it could be just leading us, but I like it felt yeah. to me like butcher was maybe a little like, you know, I need to 
covet this myself. That's gonna, you know, I need to take this. It just sounds like, of course, like a drug addict kind of thing. But at the same time, you get it, you know, going to someplace dangerous or whatever, you know, but, mm-hmm. but how is it fair exactly that he's, he's in possession of this and he's you know, like, I'm going to put, take this risk on and none of the rest you can. I'm not going to tell any of you, which is also weird to not tell him because mm-hmm. it's a good chance they're going to find out. Which then he just like threw caution to the wind and like showed them all. Yep. Yep. Well, we're, we're out of ammo. So there we are. Bam. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, but we see that indeed uh, they, been too long like thinking this one hamster is really cute it's like okay it's just a weird looking hamster okay so so this is actually the hamster jamie the hamster is apparently in the comics and that's definitely one of the things that was like tipping me into like i should really read these comics like why the f is jamie the super veed up hamster in these i was joking it's like maybe that's the weapon you can just burrow anything and he clearly is a weapon yeah. He saves mm-hmm. Frenchie inadvertently or purposely. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Yep. I don't know about animal intelligence in this show. It could be anything. Yeah. And then we um we see that of course uh Soldier Boy is alive. Mm-hmm. And he I don't know, like needs to expel some energy and busts up Kimiko in the process. Uh collateral damage and i guess it didn't seem like it was directed it just seemed like it didn't matter like just yeah and then she's seemingly not able to heal now so that's quite the um added right. power here now or something right so it's it's unclear if like his his new energy expelling like whatever that is mm-hmm. um targeted or not affect superheroes powers or if it's just so overwhelming that because you know Kimik one of Kimiko's powers besides super strength is like the Wolverine like ability to heal so it's unclear if that's his power somehow like mitigating that or if it's just so powerful and overwhelming that it just doesn't matter Mm -hmm. you know yeah it'd be interesting if it nullifies powers I mean that's not like you know that'd be interesting so seems to get away anyways. Um, we finally is alive. That's the shock. That's not a shock because Soldier Boy was in all the right. previews and stuff or we, whatever. You know, I mean, but. we all knew it was going to come that he was alive. There was just no mm-hmm. way that like they shot him and took his body off camera was going to be he's actually dead. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, so he technically could be the weapon to kill Homelander. Yep. Mm-hmm. If we can figure out how, like, with it he is brain space-wise. <laughs> yep. And maybe what he wants and where he's going and what he plans to do. Yep. Yep. So there's a lot more we didn't cover. Um, you know, we talked about more kind of power struggles and the, you know, again, torturing everybody a little bit. Putting, a, you know, Homelander making fun of A-Train and uh, telling, you know, killing the new teammate when Ugh. when the moron Ouch. new guy i saw that you put in the comments too it's like you know this is not i didn't think it was gonna end so quickly like that, this way yeah yeah but you knew it wasn't gonna go well telling a train i'm like right away it's he's just gonna 
go and try it at the tell Homelander to get in his good graces. He, exactly. He's he's such a little bitch. Oh, man. Yeah. And I was really so. bummed because, like, obviously Starlight is working to, you know, keep close to Homelander and, like, you know, keep things stable until the boys can figure out, like, a weapon to kill him. Queen Maeve, like has been a low-key badass this season. I also like yeah. her amount of involvement right now. You know, bringing yeah. Butcher some intel, training on the down low, like putting out rumors that, you know, she's just like a drunk and, you know, yeah. sexing it up when really she's like secretly training and dry. And um, yeah, I just, I love that she's playing the long game. So yeah. everybody's working so hard and then A-Train just comes in like a little D-bag, ruins it. Ruins some uh, of it anyway. Mm -hmm. Well, Starlight sh should have made it more clear for bringing yeah. him in. Like, you know, he clearly at least over at his least head. he didn't Doesn't at know. least he he clearly didn't know about Maeve and Starlight. Yes, that's very lucky. Yeah. So, yep. Well, and Starlight. I mean, yes. Uh, well, yes. St Starlight, sort of though. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I don't think Homelander thinks it's any different from like her normal. I don't like you and I don't want you to be in power. Do you know sure. what I mean? It's, it's nothing like special and different. Like right. I know of a weapon that could kill you. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Just the plotting against him. Right. Right. Which, yeah. which I think he thinks is like par for the course. I would think for so. her. Right. Yeah. So. Hmm. All right. Well, overall, what do you think of these episodes? You enjoy enjoying the show so far? Or? I I am. Um, there there are some really good storylines happening here for certain characters, and then these two episodes definitely took a stumble. I think in reintroducing old material, like we said, the deep just doesn't need to be anywhere near here. Old material in Butcher being an asshole. Um, and I think there were some inconsistencies with motive that I was disappointed in. But overall, moving the storyline forward nicely, I'm interested to see where the boys are headed because right now they're they're pretty much rock bottom. Yep. Um, so what's going to happen? What's going to happen with Soldier Boy? What's going to happen to Starlight and Maeve's you know, grand ideas for Homelander? I don't know. What's going to happen to Stan Edgar? Yeah. Homelander right. delivered him a sneaky blow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a big reveal that he snuck around, found out uh, who the head popper is, and yeah. um, made a few little threats. And that's, so that's going to be an interesting dynamic there. Can yeah. she pop his head? Right. Or not? Is she going right. to try it? Because if she tries it and doesn't work, she's dead. And so is right. her daughter. Right. So there's so. there's the like looming possibility, which for her is like her leverage and for Homelander is like it's weirdly exciting. Yep. Cause he yep. he weirdly gets off on like, is is there is there somebody out there that can beat me? Like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. yeah so sure. um shoot, what was I gonna say about that though? Oh daughter. So daughter. so it's yeah, so two so two quick things on that storyline. One, speaking of terrible moms like forcing her daughter to take V because she thinks it'll protect her. Yikes. That's, that's not a gamble I would be forcing on my kid. Sure. 
Um, and that's not some pain that I would be forcing on my kid. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also Homelander felt very Magneto to me when he was like, good job choosing your own kind. Right. Yep. Yeah. You can it, just, definitely... it was just so reminiscent of that. I was just like, oof, I have chills. Yep. Yep. Magneto's a nicer guy than Homelander. <laughs> uh, clearly, clearly. But like uh, yeah. that, that line yes. of thinking was very much yeah. the same. Yep. All right. Well, that's been the boys, mm -hmm. season three, episodes three and four. Um, we're back in a couple weeks to talk about um, the next few episodes. And um, until then, make sure you are caught up on the show, watching along with us. Subscribe, please, mm -hmm. um, on Twitch, YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, all that sort of thing. Take your favorite podcast directory, subscribe there, leave a review. That would be much appreciated mm -hmm. sort of thing. Feel free to interact with us on, on the socials or wherever. Leave a comment. It's great. Um, yeah, much appreciated. And uh, Killing the Flower, they wrote our theme song. So you should check them out. They're on Spotify, YouTube, and Instagram. And um, that'll about do it from us. Mm -hmm. Next week is Westworld. So. Yeah. See you then. Thanks again for joining me, Andrea. Of course. As always, cheers, everybody. <laughs>